Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We are going to stand for our medical freedom. We believe we have a choice. It's the flight attendants. It's the ground personnel. It's everyone. At this point, it's not safe for me to be at school because there have been threats to my family. These pills should be ready on the market by six weeks. If people panic by like they did at the start of COVID, it's going to be a crisis. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Tuesday. There is a a billboard in Winterville, North Carolina. (laughs) Rather humorous. I don't know who did it. I was trying to text it. A couple of friends thought they might have had a hand in it. But it is, you you know, the story of uh, the NASCAR driver, Brandon Brown who uh, won a race, and the crowd at the NASCAR race was chanting out the Joe Biden chant. Now, you probably know what that is, and it's <laughs> it's not a uh, pretty chant, but uh, they're asking Joe to go do something. Um, but the, the uh, reporter at the time said, oh, listen, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> They weren't chanting that. They were chanting something about Joe. But anyway, um, this billboard down in Winterville has got uh, Joe eating his ice cream cone in front of a NASCAR crowd with the uh, large letters behind him, let's go Brandon. So this, uh, and the real chant is the chant that you hear at all the football games, and it continues to gain momentum every week. At the uh, college football level, I, I don't know if the NFL is chanting that or not, but uh, at at the uh, college level, that uh, seems to be a mainstay. Gabby Petito uh, has died from strangulation. This, according to the Teton County Coroner, Doctor Brent Blue. He had a press conference earlier today. Blue gave the manner of death as homicide last month. Brandon, or rather Brian Laundry. Her former fiancé is the only person of interest publicly identified in connection with her death. And again, uh, the 22-year-old who was out in the wilderness, her remains were uh, decomposing for three to four weeks. Uh, She apparently died of strangulation. Apparently, this was uh, known from uh, x-rays of her neck. The... uh, Really, there wasn't any a whole lot more to it than that. Uh, obviously, uh, the FBI would like to uh, find out where Brian Laundry is. Uh, that continues to be a mystery. So the LGBT state lawmakers and their Democratic colleagues gathered today to once again try to intimidate and counsel our Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson Uh, He apparently is going to have a news conference later today. I don't know when that was going to take place. But uh, the gathering was in response to Robinson's remarks. Of course, we had Mark Robinson on our program yesterday. Um, He spoke at a church back in June where he was talking about school curriculum and how it is promoting a perverted lifestyle related to transgenderism and homosexuality. And um, he said of the curriculum, it's filth. Well, the lawmakers, of course, have misinterpreted that and saying that uh, the lieutenant governor said that homosexuality and transgenders are filthy is basically how they've interpreted it. 
Uh, again, I would like to clarify that that is not what the lieutenant governor was saying. You, you've got to take it in the context of what the subject was, and it was in, in context of the curriculum. And I mentioned yesterday that it was um, rather interesting. I'm trying to find this email here. Uh, you know, don't, don't assume that this isn't going to uh, happen at your school where these questionable materials show up. Just received, and, and got to keep it very general because I haven't been given permission, but uh, just received a uh, text from someone who listens to this program and said that um, this person uh, has a son who goes to a middle school here in eastern North Carolina, and indeed, there is a book that is on the reading list, and this book, the subject matter is uh, dealing with a uh, young gay teenage girl, and um, it's it's right there in an Eastern North Carolina middle school. So don't think that because you're in Eastern North Carolina that you're exempt from this. You're not. But uh, again, the lawmakers have come down and uh, said that we want uh, Robinson to, well, they actually gave three demands on Monday night. They said he needs to apologize. He needs to make himself available to the faith and community leaders for a conversation. And if he didn't meet the first two requirements, he needs to resign. Isn't it interesting how Liberals always love to tell conservatives what to do, how to respond, what to say, when to react, how you should. And yet, did you ever hear conservatives lecturing liberals? I mean, basically, they look at liberals and sort of shrug their shoulders and roll their eyes because of the idiotic behavior and ideas that they have. First of all, Mark Robinson said in his, he said it in the original video from back in June when he was talking to this church, and he repeated it in the video that he's just released. Um, by the way, he had that uh, press conference at 3 o'clock today, Robinson did, presented the material as well as um, a message that uh, someone has left a very derogatory message on his phone. Uh, using the N-word, and uh, I'll just leave it at that. So um, he's being threatened. You know, so, again, on, a, on an issue of morality and perverse sexual behavior, he calls it filth, and they want him to resign, but they'll turn around and call him uh, the, a, a very nasty name, and uh, we're supposed to shrug our shoulders to that, I guess. Uh, but he said uh, he said more than once he'd be happy to talk to anybody if they don't understand what he means by these materials uh, being filthy. And um, I, again, as we mentioned yesterday, they're not only filthy. In some cases, they're illegal. Pedophilia. By the way, um, there is a petition, an online petition that we would encourage you to sign that just supports Mark Robinson. I'd love to see, by the end of the week, I'd love to see 100,000 signatures. It's up to about 16,000, but you can go sign it at markrobinson4nc.com forward slash Democrats underscore resignation. If that's too complicated, just go to our website, and you'll find a link 
Our website is encnewsandviews.com. You'll find a link to that. But uh, as we said yesterday, I pray for our lieutenant governor. He is under a lot of uh, pressure. Speaking of which, how bizarre our country has gotten, how perverse it's gotten, gotten, DC Comics announced yesterday that the new Superman, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, um, he's a homosexual. He's got a boyfriend. So what is this superhero going to do? <laughs> I'm sorry. And his battle is not going to be against evildoers. It's going to be against climate change. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> does, does, does anybody think a, a teenage boy is going to get excited about reading about a homosexual Superman who wants to fight climate change? I'm just asking the question. I, I don't think so. I, you know, I, I don't think... If you made a Superman movie and his fight was against climate change, I don't think it would sell. I just don't think it would be a classic. The uh, Man of Jello is named Jonathan. No more Man of Steel. It's a Man of Jello. Yeah. Can't make it up. So Nancy Pelosi had a uh, press conference earlier today. Uh, this is cut too, Clark. And uh, it's interesting, she is lecturing congressional reporters for not doing a good enough job selling the Biden Build, Build Back Better plan. According to a new CBS poll, only 10% of those polls said they knew a lot about the specifics of what's included in Biden's $3.5 trillion spending package. Pelosi didn't blame Joe Biden she didn't take responsibility herself. She didn't blame Chuckles the Clown Schumer. She blamed, basically, the media. CBS News' Nicole Killon, Killion wondered, do you think you need to do a better job at messaging going forward and how you sell this. Thank you, Madam Speaker. Our latest CBS News poll shows that only about 10% of Americans describe themselves as knowing a lot of specific things that are in the reconciliation package and that the majority don't know anything at all. So do you think you need to do a better job at messaging and going forward, how do you sell this if ultimately you have to... Well, I think you all could do a better job of selling it, to be very frank with you, because every time I come here, I go through the list. Family medical leave, climate, uh, the, the issues that are in there. And, um, but it is true. It is hard to break through when you have such a comprehensive package. Uh, but uh, as we narrow it down and, and put it out there, I think that it will. Um, for example, one of the things in the bill is the continuation of the Biden tax credit, that is child tax credit, that is in the, um, was in the rescue package. That has great appeal. Do people know where it, it springs from? No. But it is a, a vast bill. It has a lot in it, and we'll have to continue to make sure the public does. But whether they know it or not, they overwhelmingly support it. <laughs> yeah, th this woman is a genius, isn't she? Uh, did you catch that last part, that brilliant statement? Sure, they don't know what's in it, but boy, overwhelmingly, they, they like it. I will do anything. 
Nancy, oh boy, are you clueless? That's not an appropriate question for you to ask. Yeah. But listen, um, well, the other thing, I, so, so even though people don't know what's in it, they love it. They love it. But is it not rather insightful that Nancy expects the mainstream media to carry her water? I mean, she's upset with the mainstream media. She's, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be on our side. You're supposed to do whatever we tell you. When we say jump, you're supposed to say how high on the way up. Listen, bottom line is the mainstream media and, frankly, the Democrats, they don't really want you to know what is in this. When she says you need to do a better job of selling this, she really means that. She means you need—this is a piece of you-know-what, but you need to sell it as, you know, some golden egg. It's an egg. It ain't gold, though. They don't want you to know what's in it because if Americans truly knew what was in it, Nancy, Queen Nancy, would be tarred and feathered. Biden, Pelosi, and uh, his supporters. Oh, Biden, and so what do they do? They lie. And what, what is the biggest lie out of this? It will cost you nothing. Cost zero dollars. And, and, and don't, you know, I, I know, well, they're saying because we're going to charge corporations higher taxes and zero dollars. It's it, it that's a lie. That is a lie. And it's also a lie, by the way. There's no way they're gonna pay for this. If if they tax the top five percent of uh money earners a hundred percent, there wouldn't be enough money for the to satisfy the Democrats. Uh, you know good news is um it's not helping the Democrats at all. So earlier today not only did Queen Nancy have her little press conference, every now and then these libs, there's a slip of the lip. And I don't know if it's, it's a total a slip of the lip. Maybe it's their way of introducing what they want to do. You know, Obama is hope and change. And uh, he wanted you to think it meant one thing when he had an, an, another idea in mind. But never let a good crisis go to waste. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki earlier today said Biden wants to make a fundamental change in our economy. And he feels like coming out of this pandemic might be the perfect time to do that. Thanks, Jen. I want to follow up on an earlier question. You referenced Speaker Pelosi's press conference this morning. Yeah. It seemed like she somewhat backtracked from her message yesterday about what you know, sort of path Democrats would need to take if there are fewer dollars. It seemed like she was indicating that programs, uh, fewer programs done well would be the preference, but then this morning said that uh, the first thing to go would be the timeline. So has the president given any sort of a a push in, in either direction on this? It's not a cut uh, just because someone once proposed something bigger on paper. It's not a path, it's not a bill or a policy that's going to change lives if nothing is passed. And that's what we're working through. There's a lot of ways to do that. And that's the discussion she's having with her caucus. And the president is, of course, playing a prominent role in. So the president doesn't prefer then one avenue or the other? The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy. And he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. 
And if we don't do it now, if we don't address uh, the cost of child care, to go back to Josh's question earlier, if we don't uh, address the climate crisis, if we don't ensure that universal pre-K is a reality now, uh, we're, we're not going to have the same opportunity to do it for some time. The President wants to make fundamental change in our economy, and he feels coming out of the pandemic is exactly the time to do that. Never let a crisis go to waste. The president wants to make fundamental change in our economy. I mean, he, he listen, this guy is, and, and the whole left is embracing communism. There's no doubt about it. And look at what he is doing for the Chinese and his son, Hunter, by the way. I mean, stop and consider this. PJ Media had a good article on this. A Chinese state-run oil and gas company that's linked to Hunter Biden hit record levels of production. At the same time, Joe Biden, he made the decision to halt the construction of the Keystone Pipeline, the XL Pipeline. Sinopec refines a lot of oil. And with the cancellation of the Keystone XL, which would have moved Canadian oil into the U.S. for processing, Sinopec gains while U.S. loses and Canada loses. Sinopec, also known as China Petroleum and Chemical Corporation, is a Chinese communist regime-controlled oil and gas enterprise. It is fully owned subsidiary Sinopec marketing company, enjoyed nearly a billion dollar in, in investment from Hunter Biden's private equity firm BHR Partners. All those middle-class union jobs Biden likes to drool over. Uh, they were axed. They were axed because uh, we have to keep Hunter in hookers and uh, cocaine. We have to keep Joe in the lifestyle into which he has become accustomed. Uh, did he? Did the big guy get his ten percent? Probably so. Uh, can you imagine, again, I, I heard Henry Hinton talking about this this morning, the double standard. Can you imagine if this was Trump and his son? So Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are crippling America, are making us in less than a year go from an energy-independent exporter to an energy-dependent importer, and China, and Russia for that matter, are benefiting from it. How's Russia benefiting from it? We could be selling uh, natural gas around the world. But uh, Joe is basically shutting down the pipeline, fracking, kicking uh, energy companies off of federal land where they were pumping. We could have not only been energy independent, it would have begun to make a pretty large dent in our deficit. So Hunter and Joe are getting their payout, and uh, America is getting the raw end of the stick, trying to keep it PG here. I mean, it, it, it is—the corruption is unbelievable. This guy is as corrupt and dirty and <laughs> as they come, and yet the media continues to look away. You, you talk, uh, and they, they wanted to impeach Donald Trump over a telephone call? This guy is selling America down the river 
and uh, we just sit there and shrug. We got to take a time out. Love to hear from you. 561-8255. Lots more to talk about. Stay with us. I'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. It was 14 years ago, October 12th, 2007. Al Gore received the Nobel Prize. (laughs) Tried to say that without laughing. For his efforts to increase public awareness for climate change with an inconvenient truth. Another prime example of a liberal causing hysteria where it doesn't exist, and he makes a boatload of money off of it so he can have his multiple houses, his multiple SUVs, his private jets, while he tells the rest of us that you've got to go to a ration of bread and water and ride your bicycle and walk because of climate change. Speaking of uh, the weather, tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 59. Wednesday, sunshine with a high near 81. Tomorrow night, low 61 with partly cloudy skies. Thursday, mostly sunny, a high near 85. Actually, the next uh, few days look pretty good all the way through the weekend with highs in the mid-80s. Cools off a little bit on Sunday, but uh, pretty good weather forecast uh, for the next week or so. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, join Ironwood. Pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville. If you're thinking about Christmas parties, it's probably not too early to call out there and uh, make your reservation for your company or your family. 252-752-4653. It is a gorgeous place to hold your Christmas party and uh, maybe think about uh, Christmas gifts. they got a pro shop full of goodies or go out and get uh, some uh, gift certificates for lessons for uh, rounds of golf. Give them a call or run on out there. They'll help you out. You know, talking about Joe Biden and uh, Hunter Biden making a boatload of money as uh, the American people have to pay a whole lot more for gasoline. And we have, uh, under Joe Biden's reign, have become an importer of energy. By the way, Joe is begging for uh, these foreign countries now to increase their output while he shuts down our output. But it's not just energy. Stop and think about this. The Biden administration mandating the vaccine. And by the way, um, wouldn't, wouldn't these vaccine mandates need to go through legislation? Now, I understand that the executive, you know, the executive branch has the right to make decisions concerning Federal employees, I understand that. But the idea that Joe is mandating private businesses, and I know, okay, was well, is he mandating? Yeah, I my hunch is he is. My hunch is these hospitals are uh, 
under the gun. You know, Joe is probably murmuring things about, well, if you want your Medicaid and Medicare payments, you better do what we say. You know, if you want any kind of federal contracts, you better do what we say. But consider this. The Pentagon's vaccine mandate for all military service members is creating a huge divide between the troops and leadership. Interesting article in the Daily Caller today talking about a substantial number of the troops, including our elite, such as the Navy SEALs and fighter pilots, 20% of the Coast Guard, and it's the 20% that are flying the helicopters and the guys that are jumping in the seas to rescue uh, those people in distress, they're saying, we're going to walk. Now, they've hired an attorney, a guy named David Younce, who represents dozens of troops, but they're saying we're going to walk. So stop again. Would would China like to be the dominant? I mean, they made it very clear they want to be the dominant nation of the world, the dominant power of the world. While we're worried about making Superman gay, while we are concerned that uh, we have all kinds of transgenderism, do you, do you think? Do you think China? Do you think for one second that China would allow transgenders into their military? Uh, I don't think so. Now, would you think that the president of the United States would want to uh, make sure that the elite, the best of the best in our military, remains in our military? Yeah, you'd think that would be the case, right? I don't think that's what he wants. He certainly doesn't want Americans to be energy independent. He, he'll do that for China. And of course, his son, Hunter, reap, reaps the rewards. But I don't think he wants, I don't think he wants American. I mean, obviously he's rooting for China more than he's rooting for America. I mean, and stop, I mean this is it's frustrating, but it's dead serious. Joe Biden is running a administration that's helping our adversaries a lot more than it's helping us. By the way, the Washington Examiner ran a story today, Biden's 2020 win tainted, according to a majority of Americans. 56% say it was a cheater's paradise. This is interesting. This is gaining momentum. You know, the liberals continue, and the mainstream media continues to mock anybody that questions the legitimacy of this last general election, presidential election. I've said consistently since just a couple of days after the election that this was, this was highly questionable. This was fraud. This was not a legitimate election. Well, now a growing number of likely voters believe that cheating tainted Joe Biden's 2020 win over Trump and even more feel like that a key Democratic election reform scheme will increase fraud. In the latest Rasmussen Report survey, 56% said it's likely that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. 41% say it is very likely. Stop and think about that. 41% of Americans think it is very likely that Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. 56% say, yeah, cheating took place and it helped Joe Biden. Um, that is an increase from back in April when just 51% said Joe Biden was cheating. 
his the election, I, whether it was Joe or not, but I don't think Joe was bright enough to uh, cheat. But uh, there was cheating going on. That change comes as Trump has continued to raise election integrity charges and as Democrats have tried to force through liberal election reforms and shut down GOP state voting reforms. Of course, you're uh, familiar with uh, House Bill 1, which, uh, look, if they had their way, they would do it. If they had their way, they would just they'd pass a law that just says we're going to do away with elections. We're in charge. That's how bizarre it has gotten. Speaking of elections, Joe Biden is apparently going to return to Virginia to campaign with Terry McAuliffe, which is really interesting. Uh, now, Terry McAuliffe is in this race with Glenn Youngkin, who's the Republican there. And just recently, this has gone from leans Democrat to toss up, which is good news for Glenn Youngkin. And Terry McAuliffe, it's really interesting how he continues to step in it. And he, he, he is so much wanting to push the left agenda that I don't think he even recognizes the fact that, see, I still think even in Virginia, now I, I recognize that around D.C. that it's extremely liberal, but I think even in Virginia, which used to be a red state, then it was purple. Now, unfortunately, it's probably blue because of those counties that surround Washington, D.C. But the majority of Virginians outside of D.C., I think, would lean conservative. And I think they, they look at what is happening with critical race theory and transgender bathrooms, and they're appalled. And yet Terry McAuliffe continues to to push the narrative of the, of liberals. And I, you, you heard it just, what, two weeks ago in a debate. Parents shouldn't have any say-so in their child's education. Things have gotten so tight that he's actually talking about bringing Joe back in. Said that at a press conference today. That, yeah, I'm going to bring Joe back in. I, 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 don't, I don't understand the strategy. I mean, I know that there are people on the take, on the dole, that are going to vote for Terry McAuliffe, and they love liberals because they're getting their pockets lined. But um, he's going to bring in Pelosi. He's going to bring in Obama. He's going to bring in uh, Cousin Eddie. But uh, the Cook Report shifted the race from lean Democrat to toss-up. Uh, it is a uh, it's, it's a tight, tight race. And, uh, wow, if Yonkin can beat McAuliffe, that could be uh, very, very significant in the 2022 election and in the next uh, presidential election. Speaking of Loudoun County, well, we need to take a time out, but you want, you want to stay for this story. There is a uh, the, the whole deal up in Loudoun County where transgenderism and critical race theory is being pushed. There was a dad who got upset at a school board meeting and was arrested, um, but uh, he had good reason for getting upset. We'll have that story when we get back.
fact and news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Uh, this story just uh, coming out this afternoon from Spectrum News. If you remember back in August when Cuomo was still governor of New York, uh, he came out and mandated that healthcare workers be vaccinated. Well, healthcare workers filed a lawsuit over the mandate. Today, U.S. Judge David Hurd of the Northern District of New York, in a 27 page ruling, said that um, A, they banned any retaliation by health officials against healthcare workers who do not want to be vaccinated due to religious reasons. So, in other words, this judge said, you cannot force these people to be vaccinated and you cannot retaliate against. You can't fire them. The Department of Health is barred from taking any action disciplinary or otherwise against the licensure, certification, residency, admitting privileges or other professional status or qualification of any of the plaintiffs on account of their seeking or having obtained a religious exemption from mandatory COVID-19 vaccination, Heard said in his decision. So this is good news. Now, this basically just affects the uh, healthcare workers and it's just in New York as far as I can tell. But uh, if now I don't think the uh, state of New York will fight this because I think they know they'll lose if it gets to the Supreme Court. But somewhere along the lines, this will probably get to the Supreme Court. Maybe not this case, but a case similar to it. But, you know, again, this is happening all over where healthcare workers are asking for religious exemptions is happening here in North Carolina. My understanding here in Eastern North Carolina, I've talked to some folks in the medical industry and uh, the religious exemptions are being handed out pretty readily without any questions asked. And I think that's the case at Vidant. What's interesting though, I was talking to one uh, healthcare worker who asked for a medical exemption, and uh, it was denied. And I thought to myself, that's really curious that, okay, you're going you're gonna to eagerly hand out religious exemptions, but you're not going to hand out a medical exemption. And my, my wife, who is uh, pretty insightful, she said, well, of course not. They're not going to hand out a medical exemption. Why? Because that would be admitting that there is something medically wrong with a vaccine. They don't want to taint the public's image of this vaccine any more than it's already tainted. I'm like, yeah, you're exactly right. So a medical exemption, no. But a religious exemption, yes. And now we've got a uh, U.S. District Judge who has said, uh, no, you better not retaliate. Uh, getting back to what's going on in Loudoun County, I mentioned this just before the break. There is a parent, a guy named Scott Smith, who was arrested during a June school board meeting in Loudoun County. That's right outside of D.C. He is now accusing the district of trying to cover up an alleged bathroom sexual assault by a biological male against his daughter in the ninth grade. Now, we knew this was going to happen. I've said it was going to happen multiple times over the last few years. Scott Smith got a daughter in the ninth grade. She went into the restroom. She was followed in there by a biological male in a skirt. I'm not going to go into the details. But 
he sexually assaulted this girl. And, 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 and it wasn't just touching. It was, it was vile. Scott Smith goes to the school board meeting, and basically he is sharing the story. And one of the board members said, well, I've never heard of this. And another liberal in, that was present at the meeting, a liberal activist, said, I don't believe you. I don't think it's true. I think you're making it up. He was so enraged that uh, he, he expressed himself in, a, in a, an appropriate manner. I would have expressed myself in the same manner if I was this man and my daughter was assaulted like this, when it was so preventable. Now, this all happened as the school board was deciding whether or not they were going to approve the transgender bathroom policy, which they did, by the way. But they pretty much made, covered this thing up. What's interesting now is the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office has confirmed that this did happen. And this young man who did this, perpetrated this, is under arrest. So if you follow, if you connect the dots and follow the trail, this dad, Scott Smith, was speaking the truth. But the Loudoun County School Board covered it up. Who gets arrested? The dad gets arrested. Now, when you see these kind of things happen, and by the way, his arrest was one of the reasons why Merrick Garland said the Justice Department and the FBI is going to look at these instances as domestic terrorism. It was directly related to this story out of the Daily Wire, directly related to this man being arrested. They, they owe this guy an apology, and this guy ought to sue the pants out of, uh, at the Loudoun County School Board. But, you know, we said this was going to happen. I mean, and we're not a genius. Multiple people said this was going to happen. No, 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 no. You're being biased. You're being whatever, some phobia against these people. Now, the young man is charged. He's been arrested. He's charged. His court date was supposed to be this Thursday. It's been pushed back to October the 25th. Now, he's a minor, so he's he's protected. The dad's not. The guy that did it, the guy that perpetrated the crime, he's protected, but the dad's not. He's going to go to trial. If he is found guilty, the school board that approved this bathroom policy are complicit in this crime. It was predictable. And by the way, it will happen again. And these yo-yos wonder why parents are so outraged. They sit back and, and, and America, oh, you better behave yourself. These asinine policies are being passed. The children are the victims. And we're lectured by these people. Oh, you better behave yourself. We'll have you arrested for domestic terrorism. You think this is going to, you think this, the parents are going to sit back and say, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now, some will. <laughs> Folks, this is why we need Mark Robinson. This is why we need somebody vocal. And this is why the liberals hate Mark Robinson. What makes it worse 
for the liberals is Mark Robinson is a black man. And don't they know that the blacks are supposed to approve and follow and bow to the liberal ideology of progressives? Don't they know that? I mean, after all, they've taken their vote for granted for decades and decades. And along comes a Tim Scott or a Mark Robinson or a Candace Owen or a Larry Elder or a Ben Carson. That's why they're vilified. Don't you dare get off the plantation. You stay on the progressive liberal plantation, and we're going to tell you what to do, and you better obey us. i got to take another time out. Stay with us. Back to the show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all-powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Speaking of geniuses, (laughs) House Financial Services Chairwoman Maxine Waters. Uh, Yeah, she raised some eyebrows earlier today. She, uh, on Twitter, tweeted that her Twitter account was hacked and a (laughs) rape. So, but anybody that saw this tweet simply scrolled down and all her tweets were there going all the way back to 2017. She tweeted, I've been hacked and my Twitter account has been erased and I know who has done this. I will take care of this, the tweet concludes. Um, There's a reason why she's called low IQ Maxine. Just saying. Uh, Interesting report out of East Carolina University. Could the biblical description of the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah be explained by an exploiting meteorite? Uh, a research team, including East Carolina University's Dr. Sid uh, Mitra, professor of geological sciences, has presented evidence that a Middle Bronze Age city called Tal Elhama located in the Jordan Valley, northeast of the Dead Sea, was destroyed by a cosmic airburst. Archaeological evacu- uh, execu- eva- <laughs> excavations, I'll get it out, at the site began in 2005. Researchers have been particularly interested in a citywide 1.5-meter-thick destruction layer of carbon and ash. They're saying uh, the heat that destroyed this city... Uh, it, it couldn't have come by any other means other than a, a meteor. Interesting stuff. Once again, is the Bible proven true? Science eventually catches up with the Bible. Hey, thanks for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.